welcome back to another episode of Life with Alcohol and Drugs from the charity Scottish Families. Rebecca McCall, who is our policy and research assistant here at Scottish Families, and who's recently sort of taken on the reins of the Alcohol Action Group, which has been around for quite a few years now. But do you want to talk a wee bit about the group, sort of how it came about and things like that and what you've been doing? So the Alcohol Action Group uh, was established in 2020 um, after a series of alcohol shorts. I think there was a group of people who were quite interested in taking taking that a bit further and taking a bit more action on alcohol harm specifically. Um, so the group is quite a mixed group. There's people there from other organisations who maybe do it as part of work. Uh, there's people with lived experience, including families as well. The group's chaired by ourselves, but it's a collaborative effort. Um, everything that the group does is very much you know, decided by everyone in the group and the report was exactly the same. Uh, the group decided what they wanted to do and uh, what they wanted to look into and then the, the report developed from there. Yeah, so the report that you're talking about is the Alcohol Everywhere report which got published, I'm going to say a month ago, maybe August. To, I think yeah okay September close close enough <laughs> um and that had been sort of a collective sort of effort of surveys that had went out through um lockdowns and things like that and it was really looking at specifically where people were seeing like alcohol advertising and how it was impacting them and and things like that really so the report was looking at a better idea of how I guess how widely spread alcohol messages are in our like in our homes, um, online in our communities. So think if you think of shops, if you think of social media and various things like that. Uh, the report obviously got quite. It's been had a quite good response. I think obviously you know yourself because you've had to um, talk about it at some events. It's been exciting, and recently we've also had quite a few mentions about it in the media as well. So it's good to know that there's definitely an interest in alcohol marketing and, and how it's impacting people so do you want to tell us a wee bit about the top findings from the report what came out of it okay, so i'll give you a little bit of context before i talk about this finding uh, so the survey during the survey people were asked to spend an amount of time with their choice be particularly looking for alcohol references if you like we didn't ask them to do anything different just go about their normal day their normal business and just to be a little bit more on alert for any alcohol references that they saw and to think about that and to count how many they saw, take reference to, to where that was or what the reference was. So when people were taking part in the survey, when they were looking for alcohol references, respondents noted quite a large number over a short period of time. Most of the respondents did the survey over around an hour. So between the 35 people in the first survey, uh, they noticed over 350 alcohol references. So quite a short period of time, a lot of alcohol references between 35 people. In the second survey, 28 people took part in that. And there were, they noticed over 199 uh, references around, around the same time. Some people did to choose, choose to do 24 hours, but most people chose around an hour. So that was the average. So I think that was quite a strong finding just how present alcohol is everywhere in our lives. Uh, and, our, and in our communities like like I said we didn't ask anyone to do anything different they were just going to work going to uni going to 
going on the train or like doing whatever they would normally do during the day. And alcohol related litter was one of the most common uh, references that people noticed. I don't really know if that was, it's not really surprising when you think about it, but we weren't really expecting that to come up. And that was the second most spotted reference to alcohol in the first survey and the most spotted reference in the second survey. Uh, alcohol advertising and references to alcohol are extremely prevalent online and on social media with the majority of respondents saying references online in the first survey. I was literally second in the, in the first one. Uh, alcohol references were noted from like, other daily tasks such as conversations and emails, taking a trip to the shops and on TV. Uh, survey respondents noted that uh, alcohol is very much in your face wherever you go. That was a direct quote from someone uh, who took part uh, and left a comment. Uh, opinions kind of differed on the impact of easing of lockdown restrictions on the consumption of alcohol. Uh, some participants perceived that people were drinking less than in the height of lockdown, uh, while others thought that people were drinking more as restrictions eased, and others noted no change at all, so it was quite mixed there. Uh, while an increase of drinking at home alone was highlighted as well, I think people noticed that a lot of people were in the house by themselves and were drinking, drinking alone. And in the first survey, 60% of respondents uh, perceived their experience that people were drinking more pre-pandemic and 100% of respondents in the same survey agreed with that finding. So those were some of the, the key key findings that came from the report. When you look at sort of, let's say, media newspapers, journalists right now, sort of the, the things that we're getting asked at Scottish Families is they're saying to us, oh, we know there was more people that were drinking during lockdowns. And then they're asking us, you know, what's the impact now, like a year on or six months on or, or things like that. So I think it matches quite well to know that that's what people were seeing as, as well. Even though we were saying, oh, you know, it's people's perceptions that were that, it still it seems like it's a fact now that it was true. That's what was happening. Even like that consideration of saying, you know, litter, like alcohol, litter, like I wouldn't have even considered that. But you're absolutely right. It's like discarded bottles and bins or you know the glass ones that are smashed in the streets and or the ones that are just left behind that's absolutely true that is there everybody. everybody's saying that so it's it's it just even shows you that that's there and if you think of young people you know that they're seeing that when they're going out walks or you know when they're going to school so it's a bit of a scary um a scary thing I guess to to hear about but it's, it's absolutely true it is everywhere and as you said that quote it is completely in your face even that one as well, conversations, it's true. You know, people talk about going to a pub or what they're having to drink. And yeah, so if we talk about lockdowns again, now I remember I went to a meeting with Alcohol Action Group and they were say, one of the people there said, oh, you know, they were in the supermarket and because obviously I had to wait in queues and things like that. Uh, one of the queues went down the alcohol aisle and uh, they said, oh, their children was with them and was asking all these things. So do you think that, obviously at the time of these surveys were taken was when there was lockdowns and was when there was restrictions in place. Did that play a role in how people responded? Yeah, well, both surveys were conducted in 2021, but so we were well into the pandemic by this point. Uh, but January, I think, was very different from September and October. Uh, you know, things with the virus were really quite bad that winter. We had the lockdown on Boxing Day. There was quite harsh restrictions at the time the first survey was taken. And then last autumn, things were much more relaxed. We kind of transitioned more into you know, normal life, you know, whatever that means. But most of society was function, functioning again, sort of pre-pandemic, but we still had isolation rules in place and things like that. So things had changed quite drastically in those couple of months. So questions were added about the pandem pandemic restrictions in the second one, as the group wanted to know, you know, if they had impacted alcohol consumption or how alcohol was being marketed as things had changed. Um, and naturally, I do think, 
that that played a role in how people responded and some people did reflect on their own drinking as well during COVID and uh, they'd said that they'd caught themselves saying you know what else is there to do but drink especially on the days where they found the lockdown to be quite deflating so I think there was a there was a lot of that in both uh, both surveys about uh, sort of reflection on 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 themselves as well as much as mm-hmm. you know general society and I think that really did impact how people responded and how people maybe interpreted the questions. Um, there was also a part of it as well that said if we're going to go back to the references themselves I know you've mentioned some of them but it said that the 35 people that did I think it's the first survey together they noted 350 alcohol references I think that's the final total which again is quite scary if you think about it it is um I think it's quite telling as well of how bombarded we truly are about alcohol marking. For example, when I'm on my phone, if I go on Twitter or Instagram or something like that, you're getting sponsored posts. And it's, today it was gin that was getting um, advertised to me. Um, and I don't drink, so it's kind of strange that the algorithm would send that to me. But I think it just shows you that that's, that's how it goes. You know, it's, they send them out to anybody. We have spoken about some of the references, for example, the litter and things, but do you want to give maybe a few more examples? I think it's quite good to know what people are actually seeing because it might have been something that a person didn't consider was alcohol marketing, but it actually is. Yeah, so litter was obviously the big one in both surveys. Uh, online followed quite closely behind. And then on TV as well, both in adverts and within programmes, people had noticed, you know, and the soaps going to the pub and but um, alcohol is obviously it's quite embedded in quite a lot of programmes that might be on in the evening. Uh, and foods as well, people notice in the supermarket, you know, maybe chocolates that have got alcohol in them or uh, like beer buttered fish, you know, things like that. Uh, and then 28% of people also said in both the surveys, uh, other, so there's a comment box where people leave comments, you know, where else did you notice alcohol? So there's 28% in both surveys who said other, noticed other things than what we'd listed. Uh, some examples that were left in the comment boxes were rubbish, or quite similar, or about household waste and skips, actually in bins, you know, if they were putting something in a bin, uh, in conversations, on different types of cards as well, you know, if they were shopping mm-hmm. and they noticed, you know, congratulations cards, birthday cards, little cocktail in the front or a beer, uh, things like that, uh, and emails, uh, and as well, somebody brought up uh, that had been involved in their teaching at university as well there was a globalization topic the person had mentioned and the alcohol had been mentioned in there and at the shops as well and uh, going to the supermarket and obviously walking past the, the alcohol aisle uh, it was also noticed at events and concerts uh, such as you know an alcohol brand sponsoring the team you know on their shirts are sponsoring the venue and on billboards and posters as well but those ones were kind of less common uh, just because I don't think everybody was going to an event on the day on the time yeah. frame that they were asked to do the survey so I suppose that's maybe a bit of a limitation but uh, in terms of the day-to-day stuff litter online and on tv were the most popular ones. Yeah and if you can imagine lockdown people were watching their tvs more and then yeah. every yeah. single advert break has got some some alcohol advertisement in it so as it's constant messaging and that's that's what it's supposed to do you know that's the marketing point of it it's there to to get you to go out and buy this brand so that they can earn money that's the whole point of it there was also I think it's towards the end of the report but it talks about how alcohol everywhere has an impact on people in recovery so it'd be good if we can hear a wee bit about that but also you know it impacts families it impacts people affected as well for example I know that on our young persons group route there was um, 
one of the team members put out something of how she was in a shop with one of the young people and when they walked by the alcohol mark, uh, alcohol aisle, um, one of the young people whispered, I think it was like three weeks or something, they kept saying as they walked by it and that was how long it had been since their parent had had a drink. So yeah, how would it, what experiences were people sharing about the impact it has on people in recovery, but also how families and people affected are? Yeah, that came through really strongly towards the end of the report. There's random comments and people reflected on how difficult that must be for people who are in recovery or people who are maybe you know drinking actively um, as well, who are maybe trying to avoid it for their families too when they're walking past alcohol or seeing alcohol adverts. Um, but yeah, people did know how difficult that must be if you know from advertising to just our family member or friends or to just scrolling on social media. You know, there's really little escape from alcohol while doing everyday you know, normal tasks. And responses also highlighted how alcohol is perceived to be, you know, that ultimately tough one and socialise birthdays and things like that. There's always a sort of expectation that alcohol is going to be involved. Um, and a few quotes from the section, uh, people said, you know, alcohol is everywhere. You know, in your local corner shop, in your supermarket, it can make, you know, just going, just going shopping a hazard for someone uh, in recovery. And somebody else said that we hope to try and control or abstain from drinking with the level of advertising there is in Scotland, you know, like just harking back to the references you know the, the prevalence of lit arm and walking past that in the street might be quite triggering for someone I mean you don't you don't know how that might make someone feel it's really prevalent everywhere and also just to know on, on a more positive note there 100 uh, percent of survey participants said that they don't think it's essential to drink alcohol to have a good time and there was a quote here where somebody said you know definitely not I'm living proof of that and uh, my life is indefinitely brighter without it I still enjoy music gigs and, and going to the pub even though I'm in recovery and um, it's you know it doesn't impact me enjoying my life so a bit more of a positive spin on the end there, but yeah. I think the impact is really, it's really difficult for families and people in recovery as well. Definitely. I think even it's safe to say, you know, we do we see alcohol marketing or alcohol references every single day. I think we can safely say that's it. If you're, if you have a smartphone and if you're on social media, or if you've got a TV and, you know, anything like if you go to a supermarket to get your usual shop you are always going to see alcohol it doesn't matter and as we're getting closer now to the Christmas period you know you're going to see alcohol and you know you're going to see shops with their deals on on all the sort of alcohol you can drink and things like that I think it doesn't matter anytime you could do this survey you're always going to get a high volume of references to alcohol and also I know it wasn't really the biggest part of the report but there was little bits in there about alcohol marketing and things like labelling on, I think it's like health information labelling that's on uh, alcohol labels and things like that. Um, do you want to share anything from there that came out of that? Yeah, well, the group was quite interested in blending advertising because these can be things that, you know, there are small things that can be done that can have a, a really big impact. So we did ask a few questions about labelling and advertising as well. So 24 people answered um, a question about uh, health warnings in the second survey. These questions were only included in the same survey, just to put that out there before we go any further. Um, just because on reflection of the first survey, the group decided they wanted to add some of these ones in. That was 100% of the people who answered that question thought there should be a health warning included on every alcohol product on the label. Uh, 92% of people thought the number of units should be included. 83% thought a warning not to drink when pregnant or trying to conceive was really important. And 75% of people felt really strongly that having a drink drive warning should be included. 71% thought that a low a week, a weekly low-risk drinking guideline should be included as well. And uh, 62% thought that a cancer warning should be included as well. 
and exactly half thought that nutritional information uh, should be included on the labelling of alcohol products as well. Uh, in terms of advertising, 25% um, of the respondents were really strongly supportive of uh, restricting online advertising and 32% were very strongly supportive. Uh, so that, there was general support for that overall. And a high percentage of respondents were also in favour of restricted TV advertising for the watershed, uh, with 53% being very strongly supportive of that. Um, and restricting cinema advertising uh, to only 18 uh, certificate films received the highest percentage of support. That was the most popular measure. And sports sponsorship was a bit of a mixed one. 21% uh, of respondents showed little to no support for that, uh, but 43% of respondents were very strongly supportive. Uh, so that was quite an interesting one about sports sponsorship. Um, just a little quote to finish off. There was a someone said there's too much advertising that promotes alcohol as a way to relax, reduce stress, and have fun uh, as a way to reward yourself for working hard on achieving a goal. Um, alcohol advertising implies implies that social occasions and holidays require alcoholic drinks to be enjoyable. Which kind of discussed before as well. Mm -hmm. Just starting back to how advertising plays a part in that as well. Definitely, yeah. Because that's when you when you look at alcohol advertising, everything is like it's fun. It's it looks sociable. It's always yeah. very colourful, very pretty. It's always people having a great time of their life. But we know that that's, yeah, that's not entirely true. <laughs> yeah, not entirely true. I think it's it's if you really wanted to go down the alcohol marketing route, you know there are so many uh, great reports out there and great campaigns and stuff that's looking into that. But as well with this report, you know it is quite. A short report it's very easy to read and I highly recommend uh, people do go in and have a wee read at it and see sort of what's come out of it but I think we can definitely say that it's been a successful report and it's been uh, excellent to see as I said the positive responses to it and various things like that what's really next for the alcohol action group well, we had our first meeting in a little while last week, uh, so that was good to get the group back together and get to know each other a little bit and think about what we're going to do next. Uh, one of the main things that came out of the survey was that um, I think it was 2% in the first survey and 3% in the second survey were in the 18 to 24 age bracket that took part. Mm. Uh, and the group's really interested in trying to engage with that age group and even younger uh, young people in order to find out you know, what their views are on alcohol everywhere if you like and marketing advertising um, and the impact alcohol has uh, in their lives and how that impacts them so we're looking at that at the moment uh, we're working on changing the survey a little bit so it's more appropriate for young people mm -hmm. and that's sort of our next our next move is hopefully a report on uh, alcohol advertising uh, labeling and uh, just the impacts of alcohol on young people and probably quite like to do a bit on families as well um, I was I was thinking about being a little bit creative, but I don't know how this will turn out. But the next survey, we're thinking of asking people to submit a photo so that in, in the end we can have maybe like a little collage of all the things that people have spotted over however long they've decided to do it. And so I thought it might be quite a good visual to show uh, just how everywhere alcohol, alcohol is. So that's where we're at at the moment. Um, and then we've got, we're waiting patiently for the uh, alcohol marketing um, consultation to come out with the Scottish government, which they've said late on. So that's our that's going to be our next project as well as responding to that and uh, responding to the proposals. And we're going to use the report to inform that as well. So it's been quite useful. So that's our next steps. A lot, a lot happening, <laughs> but yes. it is good. And I think it's, I think it's exciting to hear about the young people as well because just when you were talking previously there about, um, you know what restrictions or things that should be in place I feel like a lot of it was tailored towards protecting young people 
especially the one that was talking about after the watershed and things like that. So there does seem to be more of a case of young people are exposed to alcohol marketing constantly. Um, it doesn't matter where they are. Yeah, I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, and can't wait to hear to hear more about it. And obviously there's a Twitter feed, isn't there, for the Alcohol Action Group. Um, that's how people can stay up to date and things like that with it. We're on Twitter at Espad. If you want to follow us and keep up to date with what we're doing, or if you want to join the group, then you can DM us on Twitter if that's easier for you, or you can give me an email as well, Rebecca MC at Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you. You know what to do to go and read the report, but thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. We are here to support you if you are concerned about someone else's alcohol or other drug use. We can chat, offer listening support and information and link you either into our own services or services local to you. Contact our helpline on 08080 1010 11. Email is helpline at sfad.org.uk or you can use the web chat on our website at sfad.org.uk.